Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Good evening, everyone. This is Saturday, April 27th, 2019, and welcome to episode number 153 of the WCWS Radio Network's weekly review show. This is WCWS Power Hour. Once again, ladies and gentlemen, this is Mr. WCWS Chad Henshaw back on the line here with you as we get to talk about our favorite subject of all time, that being, of course, <clears throat> as we review the week that was, excuse me, of everything that has taken place here in the radio in the radio network here uh, this past week. Uh, of course, the panel way too tough to handle, of course, taking care of other responsibilities today. Won't be making it on here, um, making it on here with us. Uh, but, of course, we will have something big coming up here, of course, later on this evening, and we'll let you know about all that here coming up here in just a few moments. As always, ladies and gentlemen, we'll be bringing you, of course, like I said, the week that was here in the WCWS Radio Network. Uh, plus, also, we'll be bringing you today's wrestling history and birthdays. And also, of course, we'll bring you some <clears throat> uh, wrestling news tidbits, courtesy of our friends at 411mania.com. Ladies and gentlemen, if you care to, of course, join us here for, of course, everything everything we're be planning to talk about here this evening on episode 153 of Power Hour. Please feel free to give us a call here, 1-605-562-0444, call ID 141-364-POUND, and press that one if you want to chime in on anything and everything uh, that we discuss here this evening. Now, ladies and gentlemen, I will let you know sometime during the show, I may have to step away for just a few moments, so if you hear the music playing, that means I had to, I've had to step away. But I will, of course, like I said, the show will continue on. We'll just have some music uh, playing on, even if it's uh, our opening theme or just a little, or, or a couple other songs kind of in between there as well. Let's go ahead and get things rocking and rolling here, of course, as we start off with our wrestling history and birthdays here today, April the 27th. <clears throat> uh, yes. 62 years ago today, which would put it at 19... Let's see, 1957, okay, yes. Uh, yes, 1957 in St. Louis, Missouri. Hmm. June Byers and China Mira defeated Penny Banner and Bonnie Watson. It is believed to be the first women's tag team match ever held in the United States. 
38 years ago today, which would put it at 19, let's see, yes, 1981 in Augusta, Georgia. Tommy Rich defeated Harley Race to win the NWA World Heavyweight Championship. 32 years ago today, which would put it at 1987 in Memphis, Tennessee, Austin Idol defeated Jerry Lawler in a hair versus hair steel cage match to win the AWA Southern Heavyweight Championship. As a result of the loss, Lawler also had his head shaved. A little did you know right here, Tommy Rich, who hid under the ring for the entire day with a six-pack of beer and an air mattress, helped Idol defeat Lawler. Fans were so irate with the outcome, they grabbed and shook the cage. The bout was one of the most infamous in Memphis wrestling history. <clears throat> 27 years ago today, which would put it at 1992 at a WCW Saturday night taping in Atlanta, Georgia, Barry Windham defeated stunning Steve Austin 2-1 in a best of three falls match to win the WCW World TV title. 20 years ago today, which would put it at 1999, WWF taped the pilot episode of SmackDown from the New Haven Coliseum in New Haven, Connecticut. The show, airing two days later, was the first WWF show on network television since Saturday night's main event in 1992. Intended as a one-time-only special, the show scored a 5.8 rating, and UPN would pick it up as a series just four months later. It would remain on UPN for seven years before UPN and WB merged to form the CW Network, where the show would follow. It moved to My Network TV for two seasons before finding a home on Sci-Fi. In January 2016, the show moved to USA Network, the longtime home of WWF's flagship show, Monday Night Raw. SmackDown being greenlit had an unintended consequence. It would play a part in writers Vince Russo and Ed Ferrara leaving the WWF for WCW in September. The extra show meant longer work hours, but no increase in pay. Oh, and there was a wrestling show and such. In fact, here this here this this wrestling show had the formation of the corporate ministry, believe it or not. And here are the matches that here are the matches that took place here at this event. The blue blade. The Blue Blazer defeated Val Venus. <clears throat> the Big Show defeated Tess in just 47 seconds. D'Lo Brown defeated Draws. X-Pac and Kane defeated the New Age Outlaws to retain the WWF Tag Team titles. Ken Shamrock defeated Bradshaw in a no-holds-barred street fight. Mankind defeated Big Boss Man in just 95 seconds. Stone Cold Steve Austin and The Rock defeated the Corporate Ministry, which consisted of The Undertaker and Triple and and Triple H. 17 years ago today, which would put it at 2002 in Philadelphia, the Amazing Red and the late Eddie Guerrero defeated the Spanish announce team, Jose and Joel Maximo. It was one of Eddie Guerrero's last independent appearances as he had recently re-signed with the WWF. 16 years ago today, which would put it at 1990, I'm sorry, 2003, excuse me, 2003, WWE presented backlash from the Worcester Centrum in Worcester, Massachusetts. About 10,000 were in attendance with 345,000 homes watching on pay-per-view. That's down from 400,000 homes for the 2002 event. Of note, those in attendance were handing out one of four different surveys as they entered the building. One of those surveys asked if fans were willing to buy Raw-only or SmackDown-only pay-per-views. The seemingly positive response gave WWE the green light to produce brand-exclusive pay-per-views beginning that summer. 
Here are the matches that took place here at this backlash in 2003. In the Sunday Night Heat pre-show match, Scott Steiner defeated Rico. Team Angle, Shelton Benjamin and Charlie Haas, defeated Los Guerreros, Eddie and Chavo Guerrero, to retain the WWE Tag Team titles. Sean O'Hare defeated Rikishi. Rob Van Dam and Kane defeated the Dudley Boys, Bubba Ray and Devon, to retain the World Tag Team titles. Chief Morley, of course, or you say Val Venus, was a special referee. Jazz defeated Trish Stratus to win the WWE Women's Championship. The Big Show defeated Rey Mysterio. Brock Lesnar defeated John Cena to retain the WWE title. Triple H, Chris Jericho, and Ric Flair defeated Kevin Nash, Shawn Michaels, and Booker T. And Goldberg defeated The Rock. This would be The Rock's final match until WrestleMania 20. And this was also, keep in mind, ladies and gentlemen, this was also Goldberg's first WWE pay-per-view match. Uh, Twelve years ago today, uh, 2007, The Condemned, starring Stone Cold Steve Austin, opens in theaters. The first ever movie from WWE Films, renamed WWE Studios in 2008, bombs both critically and financially with a 50% rating on Rotten Tomatoes and just $3.8 million at the box office in its opening weekend and $7.3 million total after just four weeks. The movie bombs internationally, too, taking in only $1.2 million in limited release. The film loses $15.7 million. It would make it all back when the film was released on DVD later in the year. As of October 2009, it's made over $22 million in DVD sales. So all was not lost on that. Uh, 11 years ago today, 2008, WWE presented backlash from the first Mariner Arena in Baltimore, Maryland. 11,277 were in attendance with 200,000 homes watching on pay-per-view. That's up from 192,000 homes for the 2007 event. In a dark match, John Morrison and The Miz defeated Jimmy Wayne Yang and Shannon Moore. Matt Hardy defeated MVP to win the United States title. Kane defeated Chavo Guerrero to retain the ECW title. Big Show defeated the great Kali. Shawn Michaels defeated Batista with Chris Jericho being the special referee. Beth Phoenix, Jillian Hall, Layla, Melina, Natalia, and Victoria defeated Ashley, Cherry, Kelly Kelly, Maria, Michelle McCool, and Mickey James. The Undertaker defeated Edge to retain the World Heavyweight title, and Triple H defeated Randy Orton, John Cena, and JBL in a fatal four-way elimination match to win the WWE title. Eleven years ago today, 2008, in Osaka, Japan, KJ Muto, or of course, as you know, the great Muda, defeated Shinsuke Nakamura to win the IWGP Heavyweight title. Ten years ago today, 2009, WSOC TV in Charlotte reports that Reed Flair son of Ric Flair, would be facing felony charges after being arrested and charged with driving while impaired and driving with a revoked license. The felony charges will stem from Reed possessing heroin. Police found some, some in his car at the time of his arrest. Though Reed posts bond, the arrest virtually ends Ring of Honor's relationship, not just with Reed, but also with his father, like I said, the Hall of Famer Ric Flair. Five years ago today, would put at 2014, TNA presented Sacrifice in the Impact Zone at Universal Orlando. Here are the matches that took place there. The Wolves, Davey Richards and Eddie Edwards, defeated the Bromans, Jesse Goddard and Robbie E., and also DJZ in a no-DQ handicap match to win the TNA World Tag Team titles. Mr. Anderson defeated Samuel Shaw in a committed match. 
Kurt Angle and Willow, who I think Willow was an alter ego of Jeff Hardy, defeat Ethan Carter III and Rockstar Spud. Excuse me, ladies and gentlemen. Hello. I will be right there. I'll be right there. I believe he has, yes. I'll, I will. I'll be right there. Yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, I will be I will be right back here. I do have to, like I said, do have to step away. <clears throat> <clears throat> I will be right back here, folks.
about that, ladies and gentlemen. We're back, back on here now. I apologize if we didn't get any music there, but uh, we're back. We're back on the air right now. Uh, talking about, of course, uh, <clears throat> sacrifice. Uh, let's see, sacrifice here from. Uh, let's see, from 2014. Uh, this let me go back and reiterate here. Uh, Five years ago today, I said 2014, 10 8% sacrifice from the impact zone at Universal Orlando. The Wolves, Debbie Richards and Eddie Edwards defeated the Bromans, Jesse Goddard and Robbie E. and DJZ in a no DQ handicap match to win the TNA World Tag Team titles. Mr. Anderson defeated Samuel Shaw and in a committed match. Kurt Angle and Willow, like I said, he was a alter ego of Jeff Hardy, Defeated Ethan Carter III and Rockstar. Sonata defeated Tigre Uno to, to retain the TNA X Division title. I'm not sure what type of match it was, but anyway, Sonata retained the X Division title. Gunner defeated James Storm in an I Quit match. Angelina Love defeated Madison Rain to win the TNA Knockouts title. Bobby Roode defeated Bully Ray in a tables match. And Eric Young defeated Magnus to retain the TNA World Heavyweight Champion. Four, four years ago today, uh, 2015, La Laverne Clarence Gagne, or just simply Vern Gagne to millions, sadly passed away from complications of Alzheimer's disease or possibly chronic traumatic or like the, the disease known as CTE. In his home in Bloomington, Minnesota, he was 89 years old. Born February 26, 1926, in Robbinsdale, Minnesota, and growing up on a farm in Cochran, Minnesota. He was a three-sport athlete in high school, but his best by far wrestling. He had won district, <clears throat> regional, and state titles in high school wrestling. A member of the All-State football team in high school, he was recruited to play for the University of Minnesota and made the All-Big Ten team three times. Ganya enlisted with the underwater demolition team after his freshman year a special forces naval unit, but ultimately returned to the University of Minnesota. He would be a two-time NCAA champion in wrestling and was an alternate for the U.S. freestyle wrestling team at the 1948 Olympic Games. Gandhi was drafted in the 16th round of the NFL draft, 145th overall in 1947. But with Bears owner George House not exactly approving of Vern being both a footballer and a wrestler, Bears great Bronco Nagurski went a similar route. Vern had to make a choice. He went with wrestling. In a 2006 interview, Vern's son Greg said that wrestling paid much better than football during that time. In 1949, Vern turned to professional wrestling. He started in Texas. In his pro debut, he defeated Abe Cashy. In a bit of trivia, former world heavyweight boxing champion Jack Dempsey was the referee. Success came quickly for Gagne as he would win the NWA Junior Heavyweight Championship in November 1950, in 1953, he added the NWA United States Championship to the Chicago version. His superior technique made Vern a hit with home audiences and televisions in the early days. It's speculated that Vern, during this time, made about $100,000 a year, nearly $1 million, to, uh, $1 million today. In August 1958, Gagne defeated Edouard Carpentier for the NWA World Heavyweight title. This was a bit of a dispute as some territory still considered Luthez as the champion. Ganya dropped the title just three months later to Wilbur Snyder. With more than enough money in the bank, Ganya tried his hand at promoting. 
1960, Vern formed the American Wrestling Association, of course, AWA for short, and became its top star. Then NWA champion Pat O'Connor was his first champion. But after the NWA put the kibosh on a Ganya O'Connor title match, as in they pretty much ignored it, Vern awarded himself the title. Ganya's basis for the AWA was a technical grapple-based style as opposed to a flashy sports entertainment style that would be popularized in the 1980s. Gandhi would hold the AWA World Championship 10 times. His ninth reign lasted from August 31st, 1968 to November 8th, 1975, a span of 2,625 days, not just the longest ever, but longer than the next two longest reigns combined. Gandhi wrestled as a face his entire career, feuding with the likes of Gene Kanitsky, Dr. Bill Miller, Fritz Von Erich, The Crusher, Ray Stevens, Mad Dog Rashawn, Larry Henning, and Nick Bockwinkle. Ganya not only wrestled and promoted, but he also trained wrestlers on his farm in, in Kokoran, Minnesota. He would have a hand in training nearly 100 wrestlers, including his son Greg, both both uh, Larry and Kurt Henning, Gene and Ole Anderson, Rick Flair, Bob Backlund, the Iron Sheik, and Baron Von Raschke. Burns' insistence on not embracing sports entertainment would come to halt him in the 1980s. Hulk Hogan, at the time, the company's biggest draw, thanks in part to his cameo on Rocky III, was not seen as championship material as he had a powerhouse style. That was pretty much the opposite of Ganya's booking philosophy. Hogan did get to feud with then AWA champion Nick Bockwinkel, but refused to concede revenue from merchandise sales in what, and what he made from his bouts in Japan. Late in the year, Hogan left Ganya's AWA for the WWF. Vern was, not, was, Vern was not too happy about it as he tried to bribe one of his trainees, the Iron Sheik, to break Hogan's leg. Both Sheik and Hogan confirmed this allegation. Despite a mass exodus of talent from the company, the AWA was ahead of most every other promotion outside the WWF in expanding national. They got a five-day-a-week time slot on ESPN called AWA Championship Wrestling, but the show was hardly a priority for the sports network as it often was either preempted for live sports events or moved around the schedule with little or no warning or advertising. As over-the-top charismatic performers took over the wrestling landscape, the AWA lagged further and further behind in the minds of wrestling fans. With live attendance and ratings virtually non-existent compared to the WWF and the rechristened WCW, the AWA shut down in 1991. Gagne himself would file for bankruptcy in 1993. In April 2006, Vern Gagne was inducted by his son into the WWE Hall of Fame. Gagne is just one of six men inducted into the WWE, WCW, Professional Wrestling, and Wrestling Observer Newsletter Halls of Fame. In 2009, Gagne, at the time 72 years old, got into an altercation with 97-year-old Helmut Goodman at a nursing home in Bloomington, Minnesota. The altercation resulted in a fall of some sort. Neither man had recollection of the incident. Gagne suffered from Alzheimer's disease or CTE due to numerous head injuries and Goodman died of his injuries a few weeks later. The death was ruled a homicide. However, Gagne was not charged as it was ruled he did not have the mental capacity necessary to have harmed Goodman intentionally. Byrne continued to make public appearances with his son Greg in his final days. On April 27, 2015, Gagne passed away at his home in Bloomington, Minnesota. He was 89 years old. At the time of his death, he was survived by four children and six grandchildren. Um, now, ladies and gentlemen, let's see if we have any, let's see if we have any wrestling, uh, birthdays to talk about here. Um, 
Let's see what we have on tap here, folks. For April 27th, we have one birthday to talk about here today. Uh, big former WWE superstar Vladimir Kozlov today, as we wish him a very happy 40 years old today. Happy 40th birthday to Vladimir Kozlov here today. Our only birthday to talk about this evening. There you have it with your wrestling history and birthdays here for April the 27th. 1605-562-0444. Call ID 141-364-Town. This is episode 151, <clears throat> excuse me. Uh, yes, 153 of W7US Power Hour for Saturday, April 27, 2019. Once again, ladies and gentlemen, Mr. W7US Chad Hinshaw back on the line here with you as we, of course, continue forward here. Before we do so, let me go ahead and give you a couple of quick plugs here. Coming up at 9 o'clock tonight, ladies and gentlemen, yes, just, this, this came in under the wire earlier this afternoon uh, from, of course, our W7US uh uh, raw rant panel chat box on Facebook. I can now report, ladies and gentlemen, that we will have a match on Wrestling Championship Challenge tonight. Has been confirmed by both combatants here. They will be able, they will be attending. As <clears throat> Mr. Hulkamania Bob Ziegler, as you know, a few months back did issue a challenge to anyone uh, for a match for his Indie U.S. World Heavyweight Championship. <clears throat> Uh, the only person to accept uh, accepted the championship match was the Black Widow, Michelle Lynn Dodds. <clears throat> and so, ladies and gentlemen, the match has was officially set. But, of course, um, we also, of course, was able to, to, talk, to also talk it over here, of course, a couple of days later. And we have also, we also agreed at the time we were hoping to do this match earlier. But, of course, we have not been able to do so due to prior commitments by both uh, Mr. Honia and the Black Widow. Uh, I can now officially confirm, ladies and gentlemen, that <clears throat> in addition to the Indy US World Heavyweight Championship being on the line, I can also tell you that since both Bob and Michelle hold are co-holders, we'll say, of the WCWS World Television Championship, they have held that championship belt together for the last several years. It has officially been decided. <clears throat> It has, it has officially been decided that this champion, that the WWS TV title will also be up for grabs here as well. <clears throat> and it also has been decided that both that both Bobby and Michelle will be walking out of there with 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 either either championship uh, belt uh, during this match tonight. Uh, whoever of course, like I said, the Indy U.S. World Heavyweight Championship will go to the winner because of the fact that that was the belt that was that belt was that the challenge was issued for. So whoever wins the, wins the overall match will will pick up the Indy U.S. World Heavyweight Title. But whoever come, whoever of course does not win that belt will win the WWS TV Title and therefore be the one and only undisputed WCW US World Television Champion. So, ladies and gentlemen, we will have two belts up for grabs, ladies and gentlemen. Mr. Hulkamania, Bob Ziegler, and the Black Widow Michelle Lynn Dodds tonight on Wrestling Championship Challenge. 
146507 pound coming up at nine o'clock. Be sure to be sure to join us for that. Now let's get back here to power hour here, folks. As we of course know what we're talking about here, uh, of course, what took place here in the radio network here this week. And of course, folks, um, once again, you know, WWE just continues as I guess you said pretty much drag on in their of course continuing quest to try to stay on top as best as possible with of course now AEW all elite wrestling uh coming in under the wire uh of course Monday of course like I said Monday Night Raw like I said but it's one continues goes back and forth back and forth here and there uh um <clears throat> and also, of course, uh, SmackDown Live also pretty much doing the same thing. Uh, of course, we did hear officially that uh, already for Money in the Bank that three matches have officially been made. And that is, of course, Becky Lynch will be pulling double duty, uh, defending both the Raw and SmackDown Women's Championships. As first off, Becky will defend the Raw Women's title against Lacey Evans. Of course, we all don't know. We don't know. Why, of course, I'm sure she kind of paid off Vince McMahon and all that for in order to do it. Uh, or, of course, like I said, start kissing some high end in order to do that, too. But that's not the way you're, not, you're, not the way you're supposed to do that in this business. But, of course, they, he, they apparently Vince McMahon seemed to enjoy doing it. So, there you go. But also, in, on the other side of the coin, Becky Lynch will be defending the SmackDown in this title against Charlotte Flair. Uh, of course, they had a tremendous matchup here, of course, in the triple threat that also involved at the time uh, Raw champion uh, Ronda Rousey. Uh, great matchup here, indeed. Uh, of course, like I said, this is, this is, it's going to look good on a lot of these matches, may look good on paper, but like I said, they're going to try to screw the pooch a little bit and, and not give the fans exactly what they all want to see. Also, of course, due to his attack on Vince McMahon last week on SmackDown, Roman Reigns apparently was attacked by both Elias and also Shane McMahon, which also caused a match to be made at Money in the Bank between Roman Reigns and Elias. Uh, again, ladies and gentlemen, we don't know why in the world, uh, why in the world, you know, uh, you know, they would want to make a match of this magnitude and all that. People who, who basically, like I said, do not have a whole lot of talent in the WWE uh, are being given these opportunities. Uh, a lot of people do not understand why they are, why, why this is the case. But of course, ladies and gentlemen, they just continue on this, this to continue on to do to do so because, like I said, the higher ups probably feel a little bit different from the fans, and the higher ups feel that they can do whatever they want and, and really, in a way, not really care about what the fans actually want, which is what they're supposed to be doing. Uh, of course, like I said, in other words, the promise they made back in December, right after TLC took place, apparently did not uh, is not following through as following following through as pretty much uh, <clears throat> pretty much pretty much predicted here. Uh, <clears throat> so, uh, so and also, of course, ladies and gentlemen, you will have also men's and women's uh, money in the bank ladder matches here as well. And of course, like I said, they're going to have to make sure that that, 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 that they being WWE is going to make absolutely certain that they are they they blow this mat they blow the, this pay per view gets uh, goes through the roof because, like I said, just six days after that, they'll have AEW to finally contend with in this event called Double Double or Nothing. <clears throat> so we're just going to have to wait and see. 
we're just, we're just going we're just going to have to uh, <clears throat> we're just going to have to wait and see what all happens there with that. Uh, pretty much, like I said, the way the way, like I said, the way, like, like I said, the AEW has been. Um, <clears throat> the, the the way that, like I said, it's been um, it's been hyped up. You know, like I said, AEW is going to have to make up some certain that they're going to be able. And I'm not that we're not doubting in all the abilities of what the Cody Rhodes, what Cody Rhodes and the Young Bucks have been promising everybody for quite some time. But we're just going to have to wait and see what all happens here, folks. You know, like I said, guys like Kenny Omega, Chris Jericho, a man formerly known as Neville on the card. Uh, like I said, you got, uh, of course, not, you got Dustin Rhodes apparently coming in now. They're, he's going to wrestle Cody at this event. This is going to be a good one. It's going to be a very great match here indeed. I'm sure, like I said, the, uh, Cody and Dustin's father, the one and only the late great Hall of Famer Dustin Rhodes, is going to be sitting. He's going to have a front row seat up there in heaven and watching his boy, both his boys go at it. They'll say, if you give my boys a friend of my loin, let them to be room so good. my Dusty Rhodes impression, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, so, like I said, will, will double or nothing be? Will, will double double or nothing be? Of course, the thing that kind of gives WWE uh, a kind of a reboot here, and you know, WWE has got to try to do something to improve themselves. My overall answer to that question is yes, they need to. That's all I'm going to really say about that. So we'll have to wait and see what all happens there, folks. So. But like I said, right now, the middle of May is going to be hyped up here big time. And this thing, the options will start becoming WWE versus AEW. So, but we'll wait and see what all happens with that here, folks. And obviously, of course, uh, hockey playoffs has also been, of course, a big, big story as well. As, of course, several teams here uh, have made it through, including my beloved Carolina Panthers, Carolina Hurricanes, I'm sorry, excuse me, Panthers, NFL, sorry about that. Panthers did get some some great guys in the NFL draft, by the way. I will say that. I do thank the Iceman, Jerry DiGiromo, and the Heartbreak Kid Ponce for keeping me up to date with that. Um, but the Carolina Hurricanes, of course, moving on here, getting by uh, 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 the team, uh, uh, the Human Suplex Machine, John Gross's favorite team, of course, the Washington Capitals. Uh, and, of course, I have no disrespect to John and all that. Like I said, some, some great sports action, the way we all – see it the way we all intended to see it so we're going to have to wait and see like i said what all happens here <clears throat> with this when it happens uh like when it continues on here for will the hurricanes be able to survive and pick up their first stanley cup since 2006 we're going to have to really much pretty much wait and see on that uh like i said not much of course like i said uh, else going on uh also ladies and gentlemen i will let you know of a couple of things here we have a Discussion question on the W7US Revolution radio page here. Um, of course, like I said, talking about all your wrestlers from back in the day up until today. We want to know in your own personal opinion between between wrestlers from yesterday and yet wrestlers from today. Who, in your opinion, like I said, it was or is the toughest wrestler, some of the toughest wrestlers out there, you know, between who made it big, you know, 20, 30, 40, 50 years ago. To the wrestlers who are of course out there today busting their chops regardless of wherever it is wwe ring of honor impact you know who's in aew um on the independent circuit i mean whoever whoever you think but who'd like to hear your thoughts and opinions here on this 
Be sure to check all that out as well. And also, ladies and gentlemen, speaking of groups, of course, I do want to thank WCWS Legacy, the NWO Wolfpack Radio Facebook page, which, by the way, we celebrate our 200th anniversary, 200, 200 episodes, 200 episode of Wolfpack this past Thursday night. It went very, very well there indeed. And also, AWA US History lived last night. Uh, unfortunately, we were, we were unable to bring you the live, the live video feed Wednesday night from Ring of Honor US, Honor of the Ring, due to a technical glitch. I'm sure, like said on Facebook's part, or I'm not sure what was going on with that. But we will have Ring of Honor, the ROH US, of course, host our live video feed this coming Wednesday night. And I'll be doing my weekly promotions here, of course, to, uh, uh, <clears throat> uh, tomorrow, as well as, of course, my uh weekly uh video now on youtube be sure to check out that video there as well and also ladies and gentlemen don't forget we have a brand new group that was just started here yesterday in the stable of groups on facebook in which the Iceman jared d and all and other members of our wcws staff will be keeping up to date on the latest sports news out there baseball basketball football hockey golf you name it you know racing it'll be talked about here big time and that is, of course, WWS Sports Roundup. Everything will be posted, of course, <clears throat> on, on that page right there, of course, like I said, pertaining to all your sports events, of course, uh, all your recent sports events taking place here as well. Be sure to go to facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash WCWS Sports Time if you want to check up on anything going on, of course, in the world of sports, like I said, folks. The Iceman, of course, at the WWS Sports Desk, of course, keeping us up to date with everything going on, of course, in the sports world as well. So be sure to check out that page as indeed. Also, one quick plug I want to give you before we give you some wrestling news and wrestling news tidbits from 411mania.com. For the avid eBay shopper out there, folks, be sure to check out, of course, our uh, of course, the store page here called Perpetual Uniquity Internet Retail for the Eternally Distinctive Individual where we have over 300 items posted on there, even as we speak. Everything, of course, for, of course everything from <clears throat> uh, rock and roll memorabilia from Kiss and other great rock and roll bands from back in the day. Also, of course, uh, don't forget, uh, <clears throat> don't forget, of course, video games for PlayStation 3, PlayStation 4, PSP, and Xbox 360. Also, of course, some men's, women's, and children's clothing. Also, other uh, knickknacks as well, including some classic Hot Wheels cars. And yes, ladies and gentlemen, DVDs galore. And I'm telling you, with DVDs galore, everything from all genres here, everything from animated to action to comedy to drama to horror, uh, you name it, it's there. Even some TV shows as well. <clears throat> also, of course, ladies and gentlemen, we also have a lineup of, DVD, of HD DVDs. And of course, like I said, you have to have a like a HD HD DVD player to play them. But like I said, um, please be sure to be definitely check that out and see what and see what you think there. So, <clears throat> so like I said, ladies and gentlemen, www.ebay.com forward slash str forward slash perpetual uniquity as p e r p u t a l u n i q u i t y. <clears throat> and like I said, more stuff being posted on there each and every day. You never know what you might find there. Of course, you might find you might you might find something that you never thought you'd ever see again, nor you might find something that you have never seen before. So be sure to check it out there. Like I said, a perpetual uniquity. It is indeed internet retail. 
of the eternally distinctive individual. Be sure to check it out. <clears throat> and now, ladies and gentlemen, let's go to, of course, some wrestling news tidbits, courtesy of our friends at 411mania.com. I will go ahead and let you know here, of course, we do thank our friends at 411mania.com for allowing us here in the WWS Radio Network to read um, to read all their stories, <clears throat> to read all their stories here in the, in the radio network, <clears throat> including, of course, on, on all of our shows, including Revolution, Wolfpack, <clears throat> um, Raw Radio, Power Hour, Outside the Ropes, our weekly promos, and others. Uh, of course, we have well, we got two, we got two, we got two or three stories here to bring you here. At, uh, uh, tonight, let's go ahead and and let's go ahead and see what we have. Um, let's go ahead and see what we have right here. Uh, Joseph Lee, first story here tonight. Uh, of course, Brian Dobbs, one half of the legendary tag team, the Nasty Boys, says Hulk Hogan doesn't have a racist bone in his body. Of course, you know, talking about, of course, I'm sure it's reference to the incident that happened to Hulk Hogan about four years ago. We all know what happened there, but we're glad to see Hulk Hogan back in the WWE. Uh, let's see what we have right here. In an interview with Wrestling Inc., Brian Knopf spoke about the racist comments Hulk Hogan was caught making that got him fired from WWE and claimed that the WWE Hall of Famer doesn't have a racist bone in his body. Here are some highlights. On Hogan's racist comments, Brian Knopf says, a lot of things are taken out of proportion and things that shouldn't have been taped and and no one should ever say that word. It's beyond disrespectful and hurtful and horrifying to even use that. A lot of people make mistakes, and you're given second chances for a reason. There ain't a racist bone in his body, and I can say and I can say the same thing. No way he's racist at all. Thank God there weren't cell phones when me and Jerry Sachs were wrestling, or we would have we would have had a job with WWF for about a day or two. We would have been fired. On WWE bringing Hogan back, Brian Knopf says. He deserved to be back a long time before that, but today, but today's every everybody politically correct. But he needs to be there because he's one of the guys who he's one of the guys who started everything back in the day. Him and Vince and also Piper is another one. Of course, talking about the late Roddy Piper on the Nasty Boys in the Hall of Fame. Brian Knob says it would be really, it would really be a great honor if that would happen. If it doesn't, life goes on. Maybe the following year it would be be great. It would be a great spot to happen in Tampa Bay. So there you go, folks. We we'll have to wait and see what all happens here. Uh, of course, let's bring you this story right here. Uh, Jeremy Thomas brings us this story. Uh, this came in uh, yesterday, but I'll about read the story here. Uh, Seth Rollins makes a, makes a surprise appearance at an NXT show in Davenport, Iowa, of course, his hometown. And of course, on this story, there are some pics and a video as well, if you want to check out the story here on 411 Mania. <sighs> Seth Rollins surprised Iowa fans by appearing at NXT's live event in Davenport on Friday night. Of course, there are pics right here of Rollins, who is from the state of Iowa, appearing at the show. Fightful reports that Rollins cut a promo to the fans and then exited the ring holding the Universal Championship high at the entrance ramp. Uh, Twitter user by the name of Dez Darling at XXXXDXXXX said this at 9.42 p.m. last night. 
at WWE Rollins, Seth freaking Rollins, at hashtag NXT Davenport. AJ, another Twitter user who goes by, it was, it was at James87058364, uh, said this at 9.41 p.m. last night, said hashtag NXT Davenport, Seth Rollins is in Davenport. Nathan Burroughs at nburroughs1990 said this at 9.41 p.m. last night. Seth freaking Rollins is at NXT Davenport. Hashtag burn it down. Hashtag at WWE Rollins. Hashtag NXT Davenport. Hashtag Iowa. Hashtag WWE. Hashtag NXT. Greg at, uh, at his handler at It's Me Squidman. Said this at 9.40 p.m. last night. Said at WWE Rollins, hashtag NXT Davenport. Eddie at heel underscore Rollins underscore said, welcome home, champ, with a big heart symbol. Said this at 9.39 p.m. last night. Said the inaugural NXT champion at WWE Rollins is back at to his home. Surprising hashtag NXT universe in hashtag NXT Davenport. So, folks... Um, so, so there you go right there, folks. Um, speaking of money in the bank, we talked about that a few, for a few moments here. Jeremy Thomas said this last, did this story last night, but we'll talk about it right now. Possible spoiler for the men's money in the bank ladder match. Let's see what this is. Let's see what this is all about here, folks. A new image floating around the internet appears to reveal the participants for the men's money in the bank match for this year's pay-per-view. Of course, here's some images right here on this on this store on this uh, on the page where the story is, which are said to be from a local ad in Connecticut where the pay-per-view is taking place. It lists the men's match participants as Drew McIntyre, Cesaro, Rey Mysterio, Ricochet, Alistair Black, Andrade, and Lars Sullivan. WWE has yet to confirm the participants with Alexa set to reveal the Raw stars for the men's and women's money in the, in the bank matches on Monday's episode. So, folks, I guess we'll have to we'll wait officially here. Uh, some pictures posted at 1.51 p.m. today from Turnbuckle Topics on Twitter, at TT underscore number four U, said possible leaked photo from the men's hashtag MITB match, hashtag WWE, hashtag Raw. Uh, the Russell Thoughts podcast said at 1.08 p.m. yesterday at WTPODUK, uh, and they're saying that this was, in fact, the currently advertised men's money in the bank match, uh, question mark, here at Thoughts. So, uh, you know, it, it says, uh, so we'll have to wait and see, we'll just have to wait and see what all happens here with that. This would be an excellent card, you know, if that were to take place. So we'll have to wait and see what happens with this here, folks. Uh, Jeremy Lambert brought this story out here yesterday as well, as apparently. <clears throat> um, but uh, this is an interesting story here. Tessa Blanchard clears up rumor that WWE Performance Center incident kept her out of WWE. Various websites are reporting that Tessa Blanchard didn't sign with WWE due to attitude issues and an incident that occurred at the Performance Center in 2017. Speaking to Fightful Select, Blanchard cleared up any confusion about why she didn't sign with WWE following the Mae Young Classic and chose to sign with Impact Wrestling in 2018. 
she says this i really don't know where the story started but it's a bit humorous as cool as as would have been to work at the performance center after the may young classic and create some scene with my ex of course she's referring to ricochet i wasn't there and it never happened the reason for me working with the impact is not because I was declining any job offer, but only because that's what my gut and my heart were telling me to go do. That's the only story. A woman that isn't rushing into anything for a paycheck or for fame, but a woman that just loves pro wrestling. So folks, there you so there you have it right there. So that that might that should that obviously should clear up any uh apparently should clear up any um any confusion there, folks, about that? So, uh, let me see here. Uh, uh, we've got uh, we got several more here stories to bring in right here. Uh, some that actually came out here today. Uh, let's see here. Uh, <laughs> uh, let me see here. Let me see here. Joseph Lee brings this story right here about David Starr respects Ring of Honor but doesn't want a paycheck from Sinclair. Sorry, folks, just trying to unite these little ads are just getting always getting in the way of everything. David Starr hasn't been shy about giving his opinion about well anything, whether it was claiming that ROH lied to him about his title match with Jay Lethal, then quit WXW and claimed WWE ruined independent wrestling. Or in an interview with the Jobbing Out podcast via Fightful, Starr said that while he respects Ring of Honor, he doesn't want to work for them because he will never accept the paycheck from St. Clair Broadcasting Group. Here are some highlights. On the promo he cut against Ring of Honor, David Starr said this, When I found out that the match was going to Ring of Honor title, I was out in Liverpool after a show with a couple of friends. And I just went on my phone and saw I was getting tagged in a bunch of tweets talking about the fact that this match was happening for the Ring of Honor title. And I'd already known I was wrestling lethal, but I didn't know it was going to be for the title. And all of a sudden, that just dropped. And it's not like Ring of Honor tagged me tagged me in their tweets. For whatever reason, they decided that they didn't want to tag me in their tweets, but they included me in the picture that they posted. Whatever. So I looked over at my friend, who's a Jewish friend of mine, and said, I'm going to say something about this and might get some people talking. And then I told him, and he was like, okay, what do you want to say? And I said, well, I don't think I can speak about the things I speak, I, that I speak about and ignore the elephant in the room with St. Clair Broadcast for the, because being what, being what they are and with obviously the government of Israel doing what the government of Israel does. So obviously it's very delicate, and my dad is very, very, very – everything pro-Israel and stuff. So I knew it, it'd be touchy with him because we've gotten into heated discussions about it. And obviously I knew that with that with doing this, saying what I felt needed to be said, and I wouldn't probably would never work for Ring of Honor, but I wasn't really concerned with that because I never, ever wanted to see a paycheck from that corporation. So that didn't really bother me, that idea. I wanted to distinguish between the two, he says, Initially, I wanted to distinguish the difference between the wrestling company and the corporation that owns it, but it's hard to do that because I love and respect and appreciate the history that Ring of Honor wrestling, wrestling is, but obviously I can't stay silent and front up like when St. Clair has given me this platform, essentially, and I just wanted to use that platform, which was much larger than mine, to call them what they are, which you know it is what it is. I've had to take it down and stuff because they got a little upset 
for being identified for what they are. And yeah, I guess that's that. It was just kind of something I felt I had to do. So, so obviously for some sort of problem, uh, apparently some sort of, some sort of problem there. So, uh, Joseph Lee, bring in, we'll bring you a couple more stories here, folks. Some WWE news right here coming in here from Joseph Lee here today. Uh, sorry about that. Um, these, uh, like I said, ladies and gentlemen, these always be careful when you get on your computer or your smartphone or everything like that because uh, these ads are just pretty much just bothersome. Uh, as EC3 is still waiting for a push, Undertaker set for weekend appearances and WWE stock dropped again on Friday. Let's see what it said right here. EC3 posted a fit photo of himself on Instagram sitting on a swing waiting for someone to push him. Make of that what you will. And for the pictures right there, like I said, the real at the real EC3 on Instagram right there. Uh, he's just sitting, like I said, he's just sitting there on a swing waiting for somebody to push him. Yet WWE stock dropped another 2.18% yesterday and closed at $83.53. Stock is down 17% from the $100.45 high it had earlier this week after Thursday's earnings call, when WWE responded a net loss of $8.4 million compared to the $14.8 million profit it reported in the same quarter last year. The Undertaker will have a meet and greet early next week in the UK for Inside the Ropes on Monday in, Man in Manchester, Tuesday in London, and Wednesday in Glasgow. He was originally set for a Q&A, but after WWE blocked it, Mick Foley replaced him. For tickets, can, there's a link on the store if you want to uh, buy tickets for, uh, buy tickets for that. Let's see what see if we've got anything else here that we can. Anything else here to talk about here? Uh, uh, we'll bring a couple more here before we close up shop here for the night. Of course, I know we will be, we'll definitely be, um, um, of course, um, bringing, um, we'll of course be bringing, we'll of course preparing for our Trivia Championship matchup here coming up here in about two hours. Uh, this was a story that I heard a couple of times online here yesterday. I did not get a chance to talk about it until until uh, a chance to read about it until today. Joseph Lee brings us this story right here as <clears throat> NXT referee Tom Caster issues a statement on his injury. Yeah, he did injure himself. They said he he did get injured this recently. Let's read what this this is read what he has to say here. As 411 Mania previously reported, NXT referee Tom Caster broke his leg at a house show in Omaha, Nebraska, on Thursday night, but was still able to finish the main event, counting the fall before throwing up the X sign for himself. After well wishes poured in from wrestlers and wrestling fans, he posted a message on Instagram. He wrote the following. I sincerely want to thank WWE Universe and the NXT WWE Superstar for their kind words and positive vibes. It has been heartwarming and humbling, to say the least. My utmost gratitude to the WWE medical staff and ER staff at Nebraska Medicine for your care and support. I'm ready to heal up and rejoin my NXT family, doing what we all love to do. Hashtag we are NXT. 
Uh, so like I said, that's on he's got over five thousand followers on Instagram there, folks. So definitely definitely check definitely uh check that out right there. So look forward to seeing this referee back in the ring here, of course, doing what he does best. And one more quick story here we'll bring you reports uh, is gonna be uh we're speak about AEW and have not had an opportunity to post post any uh talk about anything run AEW here recently. But <clears throat> Uh, let's go ahead and bring you this story right here. One last story before we close up shop here uh, for, for, for the evening here. Chris Jericho, Joseph Lee brings us a story as Chris Jericho is saying on an AEW TV show, he's simply saying we're going to be announcing very soon. Let's see what the full story is here. In an interview with Cheddar, Chris Jericho spoke about singing the big, signing the biggest contract of his career with AEW and he claimed that the promotion was going to a TV deal very soon. Here are some highlights. On making the move to join AEW, Jericho said it was the right move for me, knowing that I would be doing something that I had never done before, which was starting a company from scratch. On women main eventing WrestleMania, uh, Jericho says, I think the fact that you had the first ever women's main event in the league is just basically the way, so is the way things are now for the sport of wrestling as they should be. Go back 10 years ago, women were wrestling in bra and panties matches and water gun fights, which is fine too, but this brings a much more serious slant to it as well. On an AEW TV show, Jericho said simply, May 25th is the first show at the MGM Grand in Las Vegas. We sold it out in four minutes, 12,000 tickets. So there's a lot of buzz about AEW, and in the fall, we're going to be starting our own weekly, our weekly television on a huge cable company. That we're going to be announcing very soon, so it's not a competition, it's just an alternative, and it's something that I think people and wrestling fans are waiting for because it's been a long time with just a WWE, just one company. So, folks, we are definitely looking forward here to seeing, uh, looking forward to uh, uh, seeing, um, seeing everything going go here with AEW. And of course, folks, as, as we talk about, like I said, a lot of this on outside the ropes every Wednesday night. I've got to bring up a quick thing here. Of course, as you know, of course, last night was the official uh, opening date of the, the, the I believe it was considered the final chapter of the Avengers saga. Of course, Avengers Endgame. Here's a review of that, courtesy of Jeffrey Harris. Let's see what is being said right here. By the way, I like I like the poster. I think the poster is cool. Uh, of course, just as to mention here, directed by Anthony and Joe Russo, written by Christopher Marcus and Stephen McFeely, based on the Marvel comics and characters, runtime 181 minutes, MPAA rating PG-13. Here is your cast. Robert Downey Jr., who plays Tony Stark, of course, and Iron Man. Chris Evans, Steve Rogers, and Captain America. Chris Hemsworth, Thor. Scarlett Johansson, plays Natasha Romanoff and the Black Widow. Mark Ruffalo, Bruce Banner, of course, returns to the Hulk. Josh Brolin plays Thanos. Brie Larson plays Cap Carol Danvers and Captain Marvel. Jeremy Renner plays Clint Barton and Hawkeye. Paul Rudd plays Scott Lang and his alter ego, Ant-Man. Karen Gillian plays Nebula. Bradley Cooper is the voice of Rocket. Don Cheadle is the voice of James... Bradley Cooper does the voice of Rocket. Don Cheadle plays James Rhodes and his alter ego, War Machine. And Denai Guerrero plays Okoye. Died in the wool, Avengers fans know that over the years there have been many changes in the star-studded roster. 
but you they also know one thing that will never change wherever you are whatever you're doing you expect the best and thrills fun and fancy wherever you hear the spellbinding cry avengers assemble excelsior which was said by stan lee from avengers masterworks volume one in 1988. this is the author's note this is a spoiler free review the Avengers faced the ultimate evil. They came together, they fought, they struggled, and they lost. Lost almost everything. The Avengers who came together and previously came through to defend the Earth were beaten. They were left in broken shambles and supremely defeated. The Avengers fought Thanos, and Thanos won. Marvel Studios' Avengers Endgame shows what comes next. While the Avengers are down, they are not out. Last year's Avengers Infinity War left audiences reeling. The Thanos snap was in the gut. Many of the MCU's brightest heroes who some of whom were only recently introduced, vanished in the blink of an eye. Avengers Endgame leaves the remaining heroes still shattered from that loss. The defeat from Thanos is still a fresh open wound. However, superheroes don't give up, and neither do the Avengers. Thanos is still out there, and the Avengers have a job to do. Without giving anything away, as heart-wrenching and narrowing as an experience as Infinity War was, nothing has prepared audiences for both the spectacle and emotions of the Avengers Endgame. This is very much a culmination of 11 years of the previously established Marvel Cinematic Universe, but even that alone is an understatement of what directors Anthony and Joe Russo have achieved here. Endgame is not just a culmination, but also a celebration of everything people have come to love about these characters. Understandably, coming in at a whopping three-hour-plus runtime, this is really the most complex MCU installment to date. Thankfully, the Russos, as they have done in the past, are able to man able to manage many spinning plates and they maintain a compelling pace throughout a very long movie, which could could have easily become a downtrodden, over, underwhelmingly slog. The difference between this and the cinematic experience such as Batman versus Superman Dawn of Justice is that it doesn't dangle the carrot in front of the audience only to deliver a rotten one later. In-game honors and celebrates these characters and fulfills many moments of longtime comic fans and audiences have been waiting to see for years. Not only that, Endgame is easily the most intense film to come out of this decade plus franchise. And after that, and that's after the multiple needles in the heart that came with Infinity War, the Russos definitely know how to push the audience's buttons and put them in nervous suspense. Thankfully, that gets released from some property time levity, levity that never becomes too overbearing. From a tonal standpoint, standpoint <clears throat> sorry about that. Um, the film takes the right path. Don't be confused. The emotional gut punches are far from over, but this movie will legitimately have all fans, young and old, cheering, crying, or screaming, and in varying combinations thereof throughout its three-plus hours. Without giving anything away, there are some amazing and satisfactory payoffs that prove the Russos are worthy of this great responsibility. There are definitely some surprises and aversions of expectations throughout Endgame, but nothing is egregious. The situation for Endgame is basically as follows. Audiences are best served for best served for getting everything they think they know. Audiences should also forget everything they've seen. Even the moviegoers who haven't forgotten needn't worry. Endgame proves why the Russos, Kevin Feige, and writers Christopher Marcus and Stephen McFeely have pulled off one of the most clever jobs, jobs in cinematic history. They keep a movie of this magnitude largely a secret. The trailer footage and TV spots are not even a pictogram in an Olympic-sized swimming pool. As John Jones would say, they are possibly even less. Nothing has really prepared anyone for the experience that unfolds in Endgame. Chris Heavens truly gets to shine in this film. The Russos have done a fantastic job with the understanding and depiction of this character. 
Cap gets to shine as the heart and soul of the remaining Avengers team. Robert Downey Jr. and his emotional journey is very much at the center of things as well. They're essentially the main dueling protagonist. It's understandable. Downey's Iron Man was really the start of this and got the ball rolling and on the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Infinity War was really Thanos' time to shine. This time it's Captain Iron Man, Captain America and Iron Man in the spotlight. Other characters in Endgame get the opportunity to come to the forefront and do some things that are different and interesting. Chris Hemsworth deserves so much credit for his performance as Thor. What happens to Thor is mind-boggling and defies all expectations. Another character who has been in the background that really gets a chance for a more fleshed-out role is Karen Gillian's Nebula. He, she received more screen time and a more pivotal role, which really works. Considering characters who were not who were not even in who were not even in Infinity War make their returns to Endgame, such as Jeremy Renner's Hawkeye and Paul Rudd's Scott Lane. That means other characters and subplots that are they are involved in have to get serviced. It's almost strange how that how despite all the characters and subplots that are serviced in the film. None of what's shown in Endgame feels like a chore to watch. Now, to be clear, Endgame is definitely an experience where it makes watching the previous films required viewing. Those who have paid attention for the last 22 films are the ones who will be rewarded the most. With that in mind, Avengers Endgame can be compared to a series finale for a beloved massive epic TV or book series. At the time, the Marvel Cinematic Universe has had an implication of the TV series format simply dialed up to 1 million and on more on a more massive scale that could be seen here in a few ways for the og comic readers and true believers they know who they are they will be equally overjoyed seeing their favorite characters come to life in a way not even the past mcu installments have accomplished before writers marcus and mcfeely do introduce a few ideas and subplots they are a bit mind twisting and confusing these issues don't completely bog <clears throat> The movie down but they are but they are there additionally it might take multiple viewing experiences to really let everything take place in avengers endgame sink in obviously there are moments and resolutions that will likely be debated and possibly even picked apart for years to come but considering the story that's unfolded for the past 11 years this is a film deserving of many accolades if there is one single drawback to the film <clears throat> Is that sinking from the end game is the pinnacle of the MCU. The Russos and Feech seem to have left it all in the cage here, so to speak. The current challenge will be where things go from here, and this experience can never be topped. That said, Marvel Studios has proven countless times in the past that betting against the MCU is really as egregious an error as betting against the Avengers. Another minor issue is that there is is that there is that sinking feeling that end game is the pinnacle of the MCU. The Russo's and Feige seems to have it left, left it all in the cage, so to speak, here. The correct current challenge would be where things go from here, like I said. This experience can never be topped. That said, like we said before, that said, Marvel Studios has proven countless times in the past that betting against the MCU is probably as egregious an error as betting against the Avengers. When I was six years old, I discovered the phrase, make mine Marvel. For anyone who ever discovered that phrase, and knows what it means. Avengers Endgame reinforces why it, it will never leave you for the rest of your life. Enough said. Final score right here was a 9.5, which was amazing. This is 411's review right here. Nothing, nothing anyone has seen will prepare them for the spectacle of Avengers Endgame. 
It was both a culmination and celebration of all things Marvel and Marvel superheroes. Longtime fans will be rewarded for one of the most emotional and gut-wrenching experiences to date. Viewers of Avengers Endgame will be left reeling after a three-hour experience. When they exit the theater, their main thought will likely be, when can I go back to a theater to see it again? So, folks, like I said, I've heard some pretty interesting things here, especially from the human suplex machine, John Gross, here in recent memory and, and recently. And, you know, he said this, this sounds like to me like this movie, like I said, is definitely worth seeing, worth watching. And we hope, like I said, you definitely go and see. I'm hopefully I'll try to go check it out myself. But this will be a, a tremendous movie here, no doubt about it whatsoever. On that note here, ladies and gentlemen, I do thank you for joining us here tonight for episode 153 of WWUS Power Hour. <clears throat> this is Mr. WWUS Chad Hinshaw here saying thank you very much for listening. Be sure to join us coming up here and like I said, in about an hour and a half as we, of course, get things prepared for for, of course, tonight's uh, trivia championship matchup on Wrestling Championship Challenge, which will pit Mr. Hulkamania Bob Ziggler versus the Black Widow Michelle Lynn Dodds. For a special challenge match, like I said, Bobby issued a challenge. He put up his Indy U.S. World Heavyweight Championship championship on the line. And also, ladies and gentlemen, the WWUS World Television Championship, which both Bobby and Michelle both hold, will also be up for grabs as well. The winner will receive the Indy U.S. World Heavyweight Championship. Whoever doesn't win that championship will win the WWUS World TV Championship and will be the sole title holder of the, the sole holder of that title. So, ladies and gentlemen, it will be a tremendous matchup here, without a doubt, no whatsoever. So, be sure to join us for that. One four six five zero seven pound coming up at nine o'clock. For the entire panel, way too tough to handle, ladies and gentlemen. This is Mr. WSWS, Chad Hinshaw, saying thank you very much for listening. Be sure to check out all of our groups, including, like I said, our newest sensation, WSWS Sports Roundup. Of course, hopefully, the, and of course, the Iceman, Jerry Geralmo, of course, will be getting some things posted for us about some recent sports news, of course, making the waves. Of course, going around in the world of, of course, football, baseball, basketball, Hockey, golf, and NASCAR and other sports as well. He'll definitely be put, posting that on there here momentarily. So for now, we'll, we'll talk at you here, of course, for Wrestling Championship Challenge in about an hour and a half. WWUS Power Hour, episode 153, is a broadcast of the WWUS Radio Network right here on TalkShoe.com, where we are three years older and continuing to be bolder. The radio Network continues to be and will forever remain your wrestling and pop culture connection <clears throat> so, so take care of yourself folks and each other if you can't make it to wrestling championship challenge tonight of course i would continue to have a great great weekend and we'll talk at you of course during during the wrestling championship challenge tonight at nine and also our weekly promo tomorrow night and also of course all of our shows coming up this week here in the radio network for all everything going on in the world of wrestling and pop culture ladies and gentlemen this is the wcws radio network have a good evening, folks. We'll talk at you soon. Take care and God bless. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.